We're back. This one time in real estate, episode number 47. By the way, I just was informed in three weeks, it's going to be episode number 50. And an executive decision was made. What is that executive decision that was made after episode 50? We're going to turn the page and head into season two of this podcast. So then it's season two, episode one. Oh. I know, isn't that, that's what I didn't like, but we're just doing it. We're oh going no, for it. Oh, no, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> the problem is they actually don't know how many episodes were in one, so they may think this is like just our third or fourth, but it's <laughs> yeah. cool. Good we have 50. It won't matter. When we get it's to 50, fine. we will. But by the way, it's a give and take relationship. Mm-hmm. She made an executive decision. We're going with it. Yep. So right now, episode 47, here's the problem. You're not going to get along with everybody. There is no way that everybody's going to like you. And by the way, it's going to be hard to like everybody else too. However, the interesting thing is, in my opinion, is there's some days that somebody is more likable than another. And by the way, same with me. I'm not likable every single day. I get grumpy some days. I have challenges going on. The interesting thing is you never know what's going on in somebody else's life. And so you have to give people a chance. You have to do your best to connect. But after time working together, interviewing, so we go through an arduous process when people join our team. True colors over time are shown. So you can't make snap decisions about a person, about a conversation, probably goes back to last week. Maybe somebody's just having a bad day and that's why they rejected you. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the conversation. They're rejecting the way they're feeling today. So there's plenty of things, but this whole thing of, Hey, we're not for everybody. You have to set boundaries and especially in the sales world. I recommend uh, any of our, my children, any listeners out there, when they're old enough to work, get them in a service industry. Mm. And I know you were in a service industry, so we'll get to that real quick too. But here's the thing, this service industry will really teach you a lot about life. Number one, you're it's you're going to meet some incredibly just generous, nice people, gracious. They have an attitude of gratitude. And then you're going to be meet people that are you're like, "What the heck happened to you that you were this angry over the sandwich that had an onion on it?" Which by the way, sometimes I do get angry, but or the car that you washed, that they missed a couple. Did you ever miss a couple spots on somebody's car, a couple bugs? And like, person was cool, but then another person was just like literally terrible. Or- oh, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, for sure. They they would be so mean and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm like 16. Like, I'm just doing my best here. But um, and then they'd stiff you. They wouldn't tip you, <laughs> which was just a, actually a disappointment for them because it, then you immediately cast an opinion that, I mean, don't go into a car wash and stiff somebody because you you that sticks with you. But one time I was a cashier at Waterway and I'll never forget it And it, because it is it humbles you. I this lady bought this candy bar. It was it was ridiculous. It was like five dollars. 
$5 for this candy bar. I remember thinking, like... That must like, have been a big one. Why is this so expensive? It was, like, very fancy. Waterway sells some... If you know Waterway, they sell some fancy, like, convenience store items. But anyway... So you did not make a mistake as a cashier ringing her up? No. No. <laughs> no, no. Nope. It was easy. It was very easy. She comes back in line. She had opened up the candy bar, like, eaten, like, at least three bites. Like, not just, like, one bite. And she's like, I don't like this. This isn't good. And I was like okay, <laughs> like 16. And she's like, I want a refund. And I was like, that you already ate it. And so I, but here was, I was coming from a place of judgment probably, which I shouldn't have done, but I was 16. And so she's like, call your manager. So I called my manager thinking he's going to be on my side. Cause I'm like, you ate the candy bar. I'm not refunding you. Like I can't sell it. And then he gave her money back. And I was like, what are we teaching these people? I was so funny. But anyway, you learn a lot when you're in the service industry. So and or working with the public. Yes. I mean, that's it's. Um, yep. And so um, really, the topic today is more so just um, setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think you once said that relationships break down when there's unmet expectations. expectations. And, yeah. and, 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 and that's so true. And, and that has to do with the same with boundaries and other, because maybe I have an expectation that's different from yours. We're not aligned in expectations. So, and we've, and our communication maybe breaks down and thus you think one thing and I think the other, and then the relationship in a, transaction um can go away Mm -hmm. so you wanted to talk about this topic in a little further detail from a training that we had another well yeah so um in training today an agent was discussing um a situation where she was working with a client and the uh client had taken a lot of liberties to like go see a lot of houses and hadn't written on any of them. And it just so happened that this client was looking in an area that was about 40 minutes away from where the agent lived. And this had gone on for months. And then this client thought that they were going to write on the house finally. And, um, and just unfortunately the, the, expectations of the client and the expectations of the agent were not aligned and the agent you know I guess felt as though she'd been running run ragged showing all these houses and then she was going to you know get this potential contract and then it doesn't end up happening and so it's just such a tricky thing because first of all you have to meet them where they're at and you have to set boundaries and expectations on the front end because if you don't do any of that and then you try and do it on the back end, there's it doesn't go well. Just take it, take take my word for it. Um, it ends up that people get resentful uh, because why were things changing now? You know, it's just like if if you run yourself all over town for for a client and then six months in you're like, you know what? Why don't you go drive by those houses before? I show them to you. And then it's like, well, you obviously don't want to, don't want to do what it takes to find me the, you know, then they get resentful. If from the beginning you said, Hey, I find it's in my client's best interest. If when they identify a home that they love, they do a quick drive by of it just to make sure that it's the neighborhood that you're interested in, you know, that it's, it's potentially in a cul-de-sac, like you're looking to live in, um, that there's maybe younger kids in the neighborhood. You can look for basketball hoops. You can look for soccer nets. You can look for whatever the case may be like, 
if you set the expectation up front that they should drive around, then there's never any resentment. If the, and, and also, you're way more efficient and effective. You've set boundaries. They're eliminating houses that don't fit their needs because they see it first for themselves, which is keeping you from running everywhere. But the thing is, a lot of that's learned. So like, I don't have that expectation that any agent, because everybody's overzealous in the beginning. You just want to lead. You want a client. You want to sell them a house. You want to go. So like... I don't, I don't, I don't fault anybody for starting out that way. But I do think that for anyone that says, oh, I'm, I'm having trouble being taken seriously. I'm having trouble, um, setting boundaries. I'm having, ultimately that's about you. You have to do a better job of that. You have to take that. That's clues. Look for clues. If you're seeing these patterns, just like today, we had another training session where the, the person was talking about patterns where you're not having people show up for buyer consultations. It's not just that you've fallen into a pattern where nobody shows up. Like something you're doing is probably creating that lack of um, concrete that they're going to sh- attend. You know, they're, they're not confirming the appointment. Something's happening. Can you change your process and then get a different outcome? Um, but it, I just, I, I thought it was really valuable. And I think, again, it's, it's, it's something that's learned so if you can take that and just start to tweak things over time in your business, it's going to change the game for you in the long run. There's a couple uh, things I took away from what you're saying. Number one, if you have a process issue, you have systems. We've talked about that before. But if you're consistent, it's going to help your business. And because you're going to treat every client the exact same way in the same process you're going to implement. If you're satisfied with your process, then you're satisfied with what the results will be from that process. So if you're satisfied being a Pop-Tart realtor that you will drop everything whenever somebody calls, know that whenever anybody calls, you're going to have to drop everything. If you want more systematic that you traditionally show homes between 2.30 and 4 o'clock at the end of every day or, you know, it, 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 after you've prospected another, but you stick to that schedule, you're not going to be resentful, number one, because you already got your work out of the way in the morning. You already prospect another. Plus, you've set the expectations with clients that this is when I go to see homes. Now, there may be some one-offs, so I don't want to ever do that. But the same gentleman that trained us today on setting expectations also, he let his clients know that he will call them every morning at X time. Do you think he gets calls a half an hour before that X time? No, because he set expectations with them and they, now, if he doesn't call them at that X time, there's a problem. Then you've lost credibility in other. But the same thing we also say is that if you answer a prospective client, a client's call at 10 p.m., you've given that client a permission to call you every night at 10 p.m. Then it becomes that routine where you may take a couple calls and then you're frustrated. But being frustrated three or four 10 p.m. calls in, then you have to undo it. And it's a heck of a lot harder as you suggest to undo it. Because what happened? I thought me and you were cool. And I could call you every night at 10 p.m. Yeah, we were cool, but I only thought that you'd be calling me once. Well, you answered the phone. Well, no, I know I just want to answer the one time. No, you have to understand the consequences of doing X, Y, and Z. Again, as Sarah suggests, it's learned. Mm -hmm. 
but the quicker you learn it, the more, I guess, clearly you define expectations, the more clearly that you get into a routine that you have systems and processes, the better off you are. And by the way, the clients will understand how you do business. You will have an incredible, repeatable business of how you treat people. And then when they refer you, that next person's going to be treated that exact same way. But could you imagine that if for the next clients, you change the way you do business? And then the person that got referred is like, he or she's not doing what they did for you. Oh, yeah, no, I, I used to do that. But that was too hard. I no longer, now I do this. That doesn't work. Be consistent. Have processes. Clearly communicate. It's okay. Negotiate from strength. The strength is I can set boundaries that are realistic. Mm-hmm. The weakness, the scarcity mentality. You know what? I'm just going to let people do whatever they want. It In the long term, it does not work out. Bingo. Couldn't have said it better. Bingo. That's how we're going to wrap it up. Signing off. Signing off. <laughs>